Good morning, everybody. Welcome to 613 Sports. This is your boy Carp in Vanier coming to you with this drive in from Vanier. Alright guys, so a few big news uh, coming out of the NBA yesterday. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what the Jays need to do for the second half of the season and how to expect it. And we are going to talk a little bit about tennis as well. Alright guys, so big news coming out of the NBA yesterday. Uh, another huge, huge blockbuster trade. What is going on this offseason? This is a crazy offseason in the NBA. Um, and it's only going to get crazier from here with the rest of the, with still another three months left before the season starts. And uh, the next couple of years are just going to be absolutely insane. So for those of you who don't know, um, and living under the rock for the last 24 hours. Restbook has rejoined Harden on the same team. Now, this is different than Harden joining Westbrook because this is something that I'm not sure if Westbrook will be able to do. Uh, and that is taking the back seat of a team. So he's not gonna be the number one guy. He's joining Harden. He's going to Harden's team. Now, the trade was uh, James Harden, um, Westbrook joining the Rockets for four draft picks, four first round draft picks, making OKC's tally so far this offseason to the amount of draft picks that they picked up as 12 draft picks. On top of that, they got CP3. Now, reports were coming out at one point uh, that uh, CP3 and James Harden were not getting along in the locker room and trade is imminent, uh, but then they were coming out saying no no reports were false uh there's no problems in the locker room everything is good and then trade happened so what is going on there what was going on there behind closed doors is beyond me um i honestly i think there was some uh some problems there because you got cp3 that's a guy that loves to shoot the ball that loves to have the ball and james harden that also loves to shoot the ball and have the ball so they traded CP3 from to OKC for another guy who loves to have the ball and shoot the ball. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, with Houston this year. I mean, yeah, they did get better. Um, I'm not going to lie. They did get significantly better by adding um, Westbrook over CP CP3. But the problem is, like I said, you just traded one somewhat ball hog that has a decent assist total to Westbrook that also loves to have the ball and control the play. Difference is, Westbrook is a triple-double player. Paul is not. So they do add that element to their, to their team and to the game uh, coming out of, uh, um, out of Houston. Does it match the Clippers? Does it match the Lakers and what they've done so far this offseason? I don't think so. I, I honestly think it's still going to be Clippers and Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. That's going to be absolutely amazing. I would love to see that. That I, that 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 would just be amazing. Um, I mean, no real home court advantage, so you can't really play a, take that into account or anything like that. But Houston is definitely going to make a push. Now... OKC is prepped for the next six years with draft picks. Um, first round picks in the next uh, 
12 first round picks outside of their own for the next six years. So that's that is that is absolutely amazing and great great uh, asset management by the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, GM. I can't remember his name, but that's great asset management right there. Uh, so that's gonna be interesting to see now. Do I think that this is gonna cause a problem in Houston? Obviously I do because you got two guys who love to control the ball, but you've also got two guys that used to play on, that originally played on the same team um, before um, Harden moved, went to Houston, and you've got two guys that have are friends together that have that know each other that can, that hang out together in the off season that do a lot of things together so this could be good for Houston as well this could be the the, the piece that they didn't need um, but again I, I'm not sure if Westbrook can take that back seat that's the problem that's the only issue I have with that so we'll see what what happens I mean they do have the the best backcourt in the NBA right now with James Harden and Westbrook at the one two so Let's see what happens. I'm, I'm interested to see what, what's going to happen in that one there. Um, and the other advantage for, OK, for OKC in this is they dump away, they dump $30 million uh, from, their cap, from their futures cap in that trade, uh, as well as uh, limit, and as well as bring the time that they're off contract to one year less. All right, so. Before I touch on uh, Blue Jays baseball and what they need to do for the second half of the season, uh, I, I just wanted to say one thing. Uh, Mike Trout, I was looking, watching the All-Star game on uh, on Tuesday night, and Mike Trout went 0 for, 4, 0, for, 0 for the All-Star game. First time in his career that he did that. Uh, I was looking at some of his stats for All-Star game appearances, and the guy has a 397 batting average a 438 on base percentage and a 630 and a 890 uh, slugging percentage that is unreal that is absolutely unreal so I took I took a little deeper look into uh, into Mike Trout a little bit and honestly I am putting him in the GOAT category for Major League Baseball for baseball itself uh, he is by far the greatest of all time um, he is surpassed so many Hall of Famers in wins against replacement which is the uh, one of the big cybernetics that Major League Baseball goes by uh, the it just means that you've won more games over your your next replacement on in your position so the fact that that Mike Trout is, is overlapping so many and the way he's on pace for this season is to really beat Willie Mays, to beat uh, Bear, um, um, Roger Maris, to beat so many Hall of Famers in this discussion is insane, absolutely insane. And Ted Williams too, even he even he's even surpassing Ted. Will he's actually if he's all continues on the pace he's at, he will surpass Ted Williams for most wars against most war. So the guy is a bona fide greatest of all time. Like when you put 
Well, I would put him in the same category as Michael Jordan or Tom Brady in their respective sports or Wayne Gretzky in their respective sports. So this guy is by, and he's not being talked. Everyone's talking about the Bryce Harpers and stuff like that. That's not the type, that's not the player you should be talking about when you, when you talk about greatest of all time. It you should be looking to the West to Anaheim. You should be looking to Mike Trout because he is the bona fide greatest of all time. He has power to both fields. You can't shift on him because he can actually hit the ball the other way. Defensively, he is a gold glover. He has speed. He has baseball IQ. He is a genius on the field. Like, by far greatest of all time right there. And the fact that when you were looking at the MLB All-Star rosters, he eclipses everybody on both rosters for most all most all-star appearances. The only one that I think has more than he does is Justin Verlander. And even then it's not by much. The only reason why Verlander has more is because he's been in the league a few years longer. So right there that tells you so much and he's 27 years old, guys. Is the other thing. He's 27 years old and he was entering his I is seventh all-star game so greatest of all time all I gotta say greatest of all time only one that I think can maybe surpass them is Vladdy jr. we'll see what happens in his in his illustrious career um, I mean trout has one thing over Vladdy already and that is an, an all-star roster appearance in his rookie year um, but we'll see what happens with Vladdy in the, in the next coming seasons. So, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think Vladdy's going to win Rookie of the Year, which is another award that Trout's going to have over him. But we'll see what happens in the, in the future with him and how he carries this young Blue Jays team. Speaking of young Blue Jays team, we'll talk about them next and what they got to do for the, before the trade deadline. So, few pieces that are going to be on the move, I guarantee it by the trade deadline, is Stroman and Ken Giles. So, Ken Giles is actually has a very good save record this season. I believe he's he's only blown two saves this season, if I remember correctly. Um, so, right there. That tells me that his stock value is very high. Now, he's doing very well in Toronto. He's liking Toronto. Uh, I don't think he I don't think necessarily he will be on the move just because of the fact that he he was struggling in Houston and he got a fresh start in Toronto and he's taken it he's really taken that that fresh start to heart and he's doing very well in Toronto with that young Blue Jays team so I don't think they'll be moving him very anytime soon if anything they're gonna keep him there Keep him as a veteran presence. Try and groom one of their young pitching uh, prospects in the minors to being that full-time bona fide closer. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Ken Giles, I believe, in my opinion, is one of those rumored pieces that will be staying in Toronto past the July 31st and August 30th trade deadlines. Next up, that's on the next player that's on the chopping block is Marcus Stroman. Now, this has been a rumor for since the beginning of the season, um, essentially that Stroman will be shipped out at the end by the trade deadline. 
Um, his stock value is decently high uh, for a starting pitcher. He's an ace of a rotation and everything. Everyone knows I've been super hypercritical about Michael, Michael, uh, Marcus Stroman this season. Uh, I don't believe he is worth the hype. He is very much um, ta very high talked about. Problem with Stroman, I find, is he thinks he's the type of pitcher that he is not. He thinks he's a power pitcher. He thinks he can blow things by everybody and be able to get to, to rely on, on on his speed and his movement on his ball, not the location. He's the guy needs to change up his style of pitching to more of a finesse pitcher than a straight fastball pitcher because his two seamer, when it doesn't when it doesn't move. It is a BP fastball, and you see it. Here's T up on that. So, the fact that he thinks he's so high up on himself is something. It baffles me, and to me, I don't like his attitude personally. I I think he should be more humble than he is because he's not an all. He's not a Hall of Famer just yet. He hasn't amounted to the numbers that a Hall of Famer would. Yet he's acting like a Hall of Famer. Yeah, okay. Act with swag. Act with act with moxie. Have some moxie. Have some swag. I don't care. Do it. But show it. Don't just act all, all high and mighty and, and all that. And then when things don't go your way, blame other people. When you are serving up home run after home run, your ERA is over four. That is on you. That is not on your defense. And then when you call out your defense or your offense because they're not performing yet your ERA is still over four, is beyond me. So for that there is, I, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about Strowman. I'm tired about see. I, I'm tired of seeing that Strowman is gonna be gone. By the end of this month, now to which team is the is the big question. What team is going to take them? Yankees are on top of the list, and Twins are on top of the list. So, for that, the what 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 will the Blue Jays get in return for a guy like Marcus Stroman? Honestly, what I would go out to go grab for Stroman is not is a bunch of high level pitching prospects. Your position players for the future is set with Vladdy, Bo, uh, Galvin, and your and Guriel Jr. You are, and Jansen. Don't forget about Jansen behind the plate. You're set. You've got your core fielding positions. Now you just need to add in a vet here and there to help them out, with like uh, Justin Smoke um, and and Freddie Galvis and those guys. You just need to plug those guys in here and there and have that. Um, and then you've got no pitching though. So you gotta build up that pitching prospect list. That's what the Blue Jays need to go get in the, in the off season and with this trade deadline. The Blue Jays need to fortify their pitching. Go get a, a starting pitcher and a relief pitcher. That's what I would go get. Uh, start building that up for the next coming seasons and for when the team is ready to, to make the push 
for the playoffs. You'll have that nice pitching core uh, like we did four years ago. Well, that's it for me today, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, once again, give me a follow at on Twitter at 613sports with a 0 for an O and a Z at the end. Also, give me a like on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, wherever you guys are listening. I'm also on Spotify. Uh, so thanks for listening, guys, and have yourselves a wonderful day.